0: To listen back to us, it. Hello.
1: So you're listening to Meanwhile in the Falklands, which is our podcast number ten. We've finally reached double figures. Woo! Woo! Well done if you're still with us. <laughs> so I'm Katie Bc.
0: I'm Thomas Stockton. And
1: I'm Hannah Newton. So we've got lots to talk about today, don't we, Tom?
0: Yeah, an abundance of firsts this week. Oh. So I think we're going to start chronologically. Let's go so, uh, considering I stood on the beach and filmed, can you two talk to me about uh, your uh, midwinter swim experience? Well, first
2: ever midwinter swim. It was cold and it was icy, and my feet hurt afterwards. That's my, my quick rundown. Is that a quick yep. rundown? Of it?
0: <laughs> was it what you expected?
2: Mm, yes and no. I, to be honest, I think I'd been scared into thinking that it was going to be really, really cold and horrible. And actually, it's all over so quickly, so it wasn't actually as bad as I thought. So I quite enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, you? I would say that I really love when everybody comes together and especially when it's adults in, an adre- in a situation that gives you a lot of adrenaline because usually children get that situation all the time whereas adults never really do unless you're doing something really exciting. So it's really nice seeing adults behaving like kids, that running around the <laughs> beach getting all nervous, things like that. It was great. Um, but I did make a bit of an error, didn't I?
2: Yeah, you didn't put your boiler suit on, show oh, did not you? That was oh, a silly idea.
1: And those fires
2: her. as well. You should have stood by the fires. They're like oil cans the, full of... Not oil, full of fire. <laughs> but they it, were yeah. all like in the line, so my plan was to have like my base camp in between the, the fires, so then when I ran back, I'd instantly be warm.
1: Yeah, that was a really good idea. I sort mm. of caught sure. I ended up talking to someone standing in my swimming costume for about 10 minutes afterwards, and that was a bit of an error. But other than that, I actually really did
0: love it as well. <laughs> Well for the uh, for those of you that might be listening that haven't been listening for the last 4 weeks where well, we've not stopped talking about the midwinter <laughs> swim literally it's, it's the middle of winter down here so you run to the ocean um we're just I but it's, know, for cha- it's for charity it is for charity, charity yeah that's it it's a not dress. everyone's yeah. just
2: not insane and just goes <laughs> and runs in because they fancy it though so. you
0: do get a certificate of lunacy yeah. signed by the governor so I put mine up on my wall is I'm it so where? proud of myself <laughs> and a t-shirt we got our
2: lovely little t-shirts as well with little penguins on the front which was nice
0: <laughs> so that was a couple of hours on Saturday And if you want to watch all of that subscribe to Falklands in Focus yes. and watch it. Katie put that together this week. It's uh, it's actually really funny. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't it for our weekend of work, was it? We were back at work on Sunday.
1: We well, were at the start of Farmers Week this week. Mm. So we were at the Farmers Week Expo. So we got to go around and see lots of the people that have come into Stanley from camp. And as well, there was lots of local businesses that had set up trying to advertise their products to all the farmers that are, don't
0: usually come in. I mean, I know we spoke about Farmers Week in the podcast last week, and like we were all a bit mm. quite excited about the different things coming up. Hannah, how, how did you feel about it? Was it, was it what you expected? It actually
2: was it wasn't what I expected. In my head, I had it that it was a bit more of a, a kind of... Um, I didn't realise it was such a, a, a... almost like a marketing event to but be a, honest like a, yeah. like a
0: business fair kind
2: yeah of it was very very businessy and i think i think obviously that's important and i think obviously during the week they must have had a lot of socials where it was a little bit more relaxed and stuff like yeah. that um but, but i enjoyed it it was interesting to see all the different businesses and actually find out what byron Marine do because i've oh, heard yeah. that name thrown around so many times
0: but, but yeah, the, yeah. Whole thing was a, the whole thing was a bit different. We didn't actually, we wanted, as we said last week, to get out to loads of different events uh, that were going on, hear some of the talks. We just didn't have time this week, though. Mm, we had a bit
1: We've of a busy of week. week, haven't we? Lots it's, of things going on in the evening. Lots of firsts. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to
0: say, well, do we think, carrying on with the theme of first? it's because it was so busy because it was the first week without Paula? Yep,
2: I think, I think to be honest, yeah, yeah, I think we were probably thinking like, we need to get loads of stories and make sure that we're busy and that the TV station doesn't crumble, crumble yeah. without her. So I think I we think kind of might overstretch
0: ourselves yeah. a bit, <laughs> but well, it's
2: good because now we've got loads of stuff for ex- this week.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> so, um, yeah, we normally aim to get the the news program at about 25 minutes long and, uh, with The bloopers and stuff, I think it's, it's over, over 30. 30. It's over 30. 35, it's, it so, saying, it's over yeah. 30 this week, so I think exactly as you say. Uh, I think we, we, well, I th- I th- we got a bit excited. I nervous yeah. about like, not doing it properly and then sort of overdid it a little yeah, bit. <laughs> I'm right. looking at a couple of things going, kind of like, Oh, I should have done the classic bump it the next week, but uh, <laughs> but no, that was uh, that was all right, that was all right then, uh. Katie, you had your first uh, committee meeting. Is it what you expected? It's sort of what we
1: were talking about. So it was the planning and building committee. And, I mean, it's all really important stuff, and I do understand why we'd go and things like that. But the thing that really quite interested me was the sort of social situation that happened in that (laughs) room. Because obviously the committee are all sitting around the table. But anybody's allowed to go in for the first half, including the press. But we all had to sit on the same side of the room. So we weren't allowed to spread out, we all had to sit in a line on the same side of the room. And then we weren't really supposed to talk. And every now and then, after one person had heard what they were there for, they just stood up and left. And it kept on happening and happening until it was just me and the other two press people left there. And then eventually they said, okay, we exclude the press, everybody get out. We all had to stand up and leave. It was it It was interesting. It's
2: it's weird, because that's what the town hall meetings used to be like in Cornwall when I was at university. It was very much a case of you'd come in and you'd pitch what you wanted to say once you've said it and the issue's been discussed and it's over with, you you could get up yeah. and leave. Do you know, it's yeah. almost like a, a, a place where the public can come in and say, right, I've got this idea, oh, I want to build this, I want to do that. Mm. You say your piece and then you go. But it's quite
1: efficient, really. Mm, mm.
2: It's good. Did you find out anything interesting about new new structures being built? Okay. Uh, maybe a certain Actually. gypsy cove. <laughs>
1: it's Literally. a big beach it's a with coat. penguins. Literally, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very popular tourist area, just like ten minutes outside of Stanley.
1: Yeah, so basically a lot of what we were discussing in the meeting uh, was making it more accessible for tourists and for locals. So as in, they're going to put some toilets up there, that was approved in there, which is really good, um, because at the minute it's just been some temporary solutions, which doesn't really work, and there's also going to be a shelter for when the wind is blowing, and um, more benches and way markers, things like
2: that. I really think they should put like a little cafe there or something, because that would be a prime spot. Even the like amount a little people... like
1: back of the van. Yeah, or even cafes. a back of the yeah back of the van job, yeah. because there's so I many tourists I think, I think, go there. I think
0: they do have someone that goes up as like back of the van kind of job during mm. the tourist season. Yeah. But I would I would quite like as the tourism industry grows here, why not just start setting something? I think mm. something up there would like an enclosed place because the Falklands is so windy. I have something that shelters mm. you maybe look into like glass panels so you can still look out and see things and it's not a complete Definitely. eyesore or something like that just for yeah. a, a, a small cafe with like glass on one well, side to like look out at the yeah. beaches yeah yeah something just like that just like that
1: well they um, with the toilets that they've put up they've made them so that they look I'm probably not going to use the right words here but they've made them so that they look as though they fit into their surroundings so they've got it's like a mound with a grass roof so when you look at it from one side, you can't tell that it's building there. It just looks like it's like a grass, just a bit. Is up. it already there, or are no. they going to put it up when well, no, it is? It's all yeah. planning. So, but no, that was approved, which is
0: good news. I say don't give away too much, as Katie will be doing an in-depth piece on uh, on what's going on with the uh, with um, the gypsico, The new on, bogs. The, next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the new box, yes. <laughs> <they>. <laughs> you know, but it's but it's, really in- piece I've ever done. <laughs> but it's really interesting. What you say about them trying to make it fit into the surrounding? As uh, Falkland Islands holiday had. Um, has someone come down. He's an architect and birder from the north of Norway, a chap called Tormod Amundsen. He came down and he was looking at creating, because the big thing he does is he creates wind shelters for those who want to go out and photograph and view birds. Mm. And he does it, he started it just in his own business in the north of Norway, and now he's got some places all across. I think he's got a couple in Russia... Uh, a couple in China and a couple in uh, Iceland as well. That's cool. So And he came down here to have a look and he was talking about how you can incorporate it as to not scare off the wildlife mm-hmm. and it's not an eyesore on the wildlife itself. Because so, uh, it's bird no watching huge here, isn't it? It's a massive, massive, massive
2: thing. And you've been doing your bird fair video.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to put that together and we're trying to discuss what the... Iconic pieces of wildlife for mm-hmm. <laughs> for the Falklands. Well, then. But what you were, did you decide? Uh, well, before I go into that, I want to hear what you guys actually had to say because you made a really interesting <laughs> point before you came to the Falklands. You didn't think of the Falklands as being a wildlife paradise to an extent. Well, you,
2: like, I don't. Yeah, I think the only thing I really thought of, the, like, I thought Falklands-wise, wildlife-wise, was penguins. I've got. I know it's very, very no, no, cliche, no, no, no. and everyone says, but penguins is the only thing that's almost sounds unusual yeah. maybe not the only thing but it's one of the things that people always say oh because they've, got, they've got penguins blah 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 um, but I didn't actually realize there's a lot more wildlife here well, I was than about I to, expected. I was about to say yeah. like, has
0: it has your opinion changed since coming down here is it just still just penguins or is that?
2: There... I think I, I do you know what it is I think there's a lot of wildlife here and there's also like whales and dolphins and I never knew that you could see that here but it's not very well advertised in terms of they i think with tourism and stuff they could do more to be like right we're going to do dolphin watching trips and blah 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 and actually get people down here instead of getting people down here for one day cruises get them down and get them staying for a week two weeks do you know get the get them to stay a bit longer do you think the place
0: has the accommodation for that though at the moment well
2: they've got the malvina i know the malvina usually yeah. gets fully really booked
0: yeah, you got um, Malvina, you got Malvina, and you got some rooms in the waterfront. Yeah, you? but even
2: if you had a cruise ship that stayed for yeah. two days, three days, do you yeah. know, instead of just having day trips, because you can't, you can't see the Falklands in a day. No, you
0: can't. It, you really can't. can't. No. I mean, I, I've been here a year and I haven't seen as much as I want mm. to see. And like, you and can, I think you people
2: underestimate if you're if you're here on a fleeting visit, you don't really understand what there is here. Yeah. They underestimate what there is available to do and to see and the amount you can actually explore and how big it is
0: yeah. what about you Katie what did you think about wildlife wise <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is why I wanted you to go first because I wanted to emphasize how much you had to say on it and then see <laughs> what Katie go. was going to yeah. say
1: well at, for a long time I've had quite a big phobia of birds <laughs> um, it's a Bird paradise <laughs> it's, it's irrational but it's quite a, quite a serious phobia um, and I've had since I was a child so so when I got here and we've got ducks in our garden, so that's the sort of it all. But to be honest, um I can appreciate that for other people this is a paradise.
0: So you're for thinking me. you're thinking an albatross with an eleven foot wingspan wouldn't be something that like tickles oh your fancy. So, you know, he
1: asked, Tom asked me what I Quite what I thought was the most interesting wildlife here. I said cats and
0: horses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they could, the cats can be a bit feral, but I wouldn't call it wildlife. <laughs> well, veering veering away from the wildlife part of it and heading towards another first. You did your first court report. I this did.
2: Week. It was very interesting. Actually, I quite enjoy going to court to be honest, but Cut. it's the writing up of it that I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of because I, I think. Knowing my media law is not great and I need to brush up on that and that's one of the things that I I don't really want to put my foot in it and say something that you can't say and it's quite, I find like with court reporting, it's quite constricted mm-hmm. and limited to what you can say. It's not, it's not very creative. And as well, it's
1: about real people <coughs> in this society, so even if there wasn't that many laws on it, anything that you write about a person, it can still make you feel... You're responsible for what you're putting out there. Well,
2: exactly. I think if I'd have put something out there that was wrong or if, if you haven't noted something down in the court correctly mm-hmm. and it's it is back to you and it's your yeah. fault, it's on your back. And that's why I was a bit, like, sceptical of writing it. But it's actually a lot more straightforward than in I In terms
0: of moving away from the written side of it, how was actually attending court compared to how like how it was in the UK?
2: Um, Different.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, court here is... It's really, really good. It's, it's similar to the UK, <coughs> but it's, it's a lot smaller. There's one courtroom. It's very small. It's not... It's still formal, but it's not as formal as the UK, and it's
0: not... Do you think, because everyone knows each other, there's always an element, sort of what... Katie was saying about the social side of things in the committee meeting. Do you feel like there's also a social side of thing within the court because everyone knows mm. who they are? So in the breaks, they chat with each other. Yeah, and,
2: it's just strange. But I never, I never understood that with court. Even when I was doing a bit in the UK, I didn't understand how you, you go from a serious case that's up in the in the court, and then all of a sudden there's a break and everyone's chatting and lovely, lovely. And then the next minute you're back in court and someone's been sent to prison, and it's all very quick, quick, quick. Do you know? And I think it's not very appropriate or to 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 be joking and laughing in the break when that's someone's life do you know i find it all very strange to get my head around like i've always struggled with that and like how quickly someone can be sentenced and all of a sudden they're wished off to prison do
0: you think also potentially that exactly as you say it's someone's life and it might not be appropriate to joke and laugh but do you think also if you're someone who whose job it is and or as a journalist it's your job and you go there every week or in, even every day. Do you think almost making light of it in the break is just sort of so that you don't get caught down in a dump Absolutely, of ha- coping feel mechanism. Mm. Like a coping mechanism of mm. the number of lives you see pass through? Yeah, if, you, if if it was, if yeah. every single one of them was gonna bring you down to a certain level, do you think maybe I, there's an element of coping?
2: See, I don't think it's that because I, I, I feel when I go to court, I feel quite detached from it because I don't know the people and it's almost like watching a TV show in some respects. You, you're on the outside. But I don't like the fact that you're sat so, the, the press box is so close to the family members of the people who are yeah. um, up for trial, and it's just a bit, I don't know, I just, I've always found it, because when, even when we were doing it at uni and going in, like, it would always, you'd walk in, and you'd get the worst looks from all the family members, yeah. and obviously here we don't have jury. Well, you,
0: Regularly. No, not regularly, yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: Um, but you'd get, you'd get that, like, I don't know, it's almost like, oh, you're the, journalist, you know that stigma around being you're, a journalist, and you're you're, and the you're, the one, you're making yeah. you're trying to make money. For like, sure, yeah, it's a say, bit.
0: Just to just to expand on one of the points Hannah just made, there isn't always a jury um, because it's such a small community. You can, uh, in cases when a jury could be required, you can be you can choose to be judged by by a judge mm. or by jury. So a lot of people don't pick the jury because it just it doesn't work in such mm. a small community. Um,
2: and I almost sometimes I feel I don't feel sorry for the defendant but I feel I feel a little bit like if I was in their position and I could see a load of press coming in and yeah. trying to write a story about I. It, it's weird it's almost like the press have to be slightly detached from it and you a bit hard and a bit like you know what we're just writing the facts and blah blah It's it's a difficult ethical thing I think, I don't know I know um, that
1: when I first came down and did my first couple of Court reports. I remember I came back and made a phone call home because I found it really difficult sitting in there and sort of, as you say, detaching yourself from it. But you have to do that in so many different jobs in life. It's like if you're mm. a care worker or something mm. like that. So many different jobs. You have to just detach yourself, and it is a really difficult ethical question, mm. if you're right? It's funny,
2: but it's almost like, yeah. It's like should I? I obviously it should be reported on because it should be is open information to the public. Yeah, and I know there are reporting restrictions on certain cases and stuff and yeah. whatever. But at the same time, if you look at it in, in like a, a moral way, is it, should you be sat there writing a story on someone whose life is about to, to, to be over or if they're going to prison or if they've done something terrible? Do you so know? now
0: like that's, that's, again, that makes, that's a really interesting point because then that takes us towards like ethics of journalism. Mm. Is it in, because the big, the big thing, the big argument between broadsheet and tabloid is the fact that there is a stigma on it and it's what is in the interest of the public or what is interesting to the public Mm. and that that's where you gotta there's such a fine line whereas the interest of the public it's your it's your duty to report it whereas if it's just interesting to the public then it's almost it's just gossip mm. right? yeah. and at that point there is no ethical argument but that's the thing, there's, a, there's so no what, rules, there's not a list you, of rules, do you know, the line is it's so it's blurry. Guys, yeah. it? it's, it's, a, it's a blurry,
2: blurry line, but I think that's like most things in life, isn't it? No, yeah, very true, very <laughs> true.
0: And if we move on, uh, move on to Swift, another part of the week. Swiftly are we, away from sw- that. Swiftly yeah. away <laughs> from the course like system. Something a bit so more happy, sw- hopefully. hopefully. Well, I was going <laughs> to well, I was going to say about about happy, but actually, I was going to go on to Monday evening. We had um, Armed Forces Day um, celebrate. Well, I think it's celebrated in the UK and all the Commonwealth mm-hmm. countries, um, specifically in the overseas territory. But it's it's a really big thing down here because how big the the, the military community, presence the military is a presence big military presence. Um, yeah. And it's not just like oh, there's only what 2,000 military staff, like members of the armed forces down here. Um, I think in such a small place when there's only like two and a half thousand other people (laughs) it's just like you're like actually there's nearly a one to one ratio here Um, and they're quite they're quite joint with the community you've seen them about quite a lot
2: I think this is one of the only maybe not the only place but one of the only places where the military are held in such high respect you know I think a lot of their presence having them here um, obviously because Mm. of the Falklands War and stuff like that people people love them I think I don't think there's much
0: I say there, there are. There's the odd, there's the odd like disagreement, but apart from that, but they're they, they they're doing well they're, they're to really work well together and they're them.
2: integrated in the community and yes. it, they're a big part. <clears throat> and I was quite yeah. surprised. And going back to when I first came down here and said I was going to the Falklands, everyone thought, oh, everyone's going to be in camo and it's all going to be military soldiers <laughs> and guns everywhere and blah blah blah. It's yeah. it's not like that. And the people in the military, my opinion of the military has changed a lot since coming yeah. up because I think actually they're nice people. It but it just depends on. I'm, like I know, there's that whole thing of like, oh, lad mentality, and they're all a bit rowdy there's and whatever. But but it? meeting yeah. Adam, who's our media ops um, guy, has actually opened my mind a bit to it. Yeah. Like actually. He's a nice guy. You, he, you, sort of re- a, you sort of realize there's that classic
0: phrase of like the, the smaller minority are normally the loudest. And mm. you sort of have this perception of what a group of people are. And then you realize that that's only a small group of them. But also it doesn't like help
2: that. war films and stuff. Yeah. Do you know, war films make them out to be very lad, laddy lad, yeah. American war films, glad, like the, it's all your opinion of, the, of of the military, I think, it, is what you see on TV if you yeah. if you don't live somewhere like here where you've got the military presence you've got no idea in the UK yeah. you don't really see military people walking around every day so you kind of judge it on what you've seen on television and what, you, what you, you've you seen in the films and stuff but my opinion changed
0: so yeah I was gonna say mine definitely changed mm. as well and you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the Falklands War um, in which um, there was a an art exhibition on last night in memory of someone who who passed away during the war it was the Sue Whitley Memorial mm. Exhibition at the uh, at the high school. We got to go along to and see some of the GCSE art and things like that. What did you think of some oh, of the work like, I went it, there last honestly, year and I was blown away.
2: Yeah, no, literally, I walked in there and I kind of, you know when you think of oh, art, kids art, my, my version of kids art is sick men. Yeah. <laughs> walked <laughs> in there and it was amazing, absolutely amazing, really good quality stuff. And it's not even just like paintings or drawings. They've also got like woodwork and... Oh leather work and stuff. And you think, wow, like these kids are so talented. And I, it almost made me think, I wish that my art department at school, when I was in school mm. many, many years ago, <laughs> had that much more of an extensive budget, do you know, like we, yeah, well, we, we st- were, yeah. were limited. It was all drawing, life drawing, you, uh, not life drawing, uh, still life and stuff like that. Oops, <laughs> <laughs> edit <of> that <laughs> <laughs> It was all still life and it was all very art on a budget. Yeah. And it wasn't as creative as here. The the art art here clearly is a massive thing and a lot of money is uh, probably that
0: we're seeing now in the UK that even even today, like courses like music and art are being underfunded. Mm. And it was really interesting speaking to the art teacher last night who was telling us how like his budget per year per student at G C S E level was about a pound thirty. That was his budget per student per year. What can you do with that? What do you know? Can you yeah, do that? you can buy them a pencil and a piece of paper. Absolutely. I mean, it's just—it's ridiculous. And there's not a ton more money pumped into art here, but there are a lot less people. And on top of that, the government see it as something important in the educational but I think system. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. I think
1: creativity with kids having been having them able to learn in different ways is so important and yeah. if you think about it if you've got a child that isn't very happy sitting in maths and english lessons why should you stop them from doing things like pe and art i think they need to have a full broad choice absolutely because then mm-hmm. when you go to university they might be going to do art or something like that and they need to the opportunity to be able to the can,
0: Exactly that, and we were discussing it before, and mm. there is still, we were, there's still a bit of that a stigma. That stigma of
2: is, is art a proper degree? Do you I mean, know, is a, valid, are, a valid but, but subject? There, like but There are so
0: many things opening up these days. There was a, there's a really interesting TED talk that discusses just that and says that things like maths and science and all that they are important but they were more important in the post-industrial revolution era when those kind of jobs were in high demand very quickly. There weren't enough people trained in that aspect. And we're sort of getting to the point now where, yeah, they're, they're really good jobs still today and those subjects will get you into good jobs, but there is it's a very big, very big market out there and the world isn't just relying on engineers anymore. There are so many sure. other jobs that, to That need go into. creative jobs. No. The creative industry is exactly. so much bigger than exactly. it probably if ever was, have, I would have thought. If you have yeah. 500,000 people who come out trained as an engineer for 100,000 jobs, you've got 400,000 people who did a really good degree but don't have a job.
2: Yeah. But even then, I don't even think it's a case of like, oh, if you study art at university or as a subject mm. it's not you have to go into a career in art no, even having it as like a, a venting point of relaxation you're like right you know what? I've, mm. I've done my nine to five I need to just chill out <clears throat> yeah. go sit at home paint draw Absolutely. knit whatever like whatever you want to do that's your way of relaxing it's yeah. And it's, it's not a good, good about
1: thing. Being good after mm. it either, I think. No. I think it's just because, I mean, I go to the watercolour class down here on a Saturday morning and I am awful. I mean really, really bad. Sport is my thing, not art. But I go and it's like just two hours of my week where I sit there and it's something creative but it that's takes your mind because you're so
2: focused Absolutely. on it, it. You're not thinking of anything else, and I think it's quite nice. Mm. But that's probably similar to sport and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Exactly that. And on top of that, those kids bake wonderful cakes, which we've been yep. enjoying we've throughout been the podcast this morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. Well, after all that chat, I think we should probably leave it there. Let everybody go back to their nine to five. <laughs> 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 so thank you very much for joining us again this week. You can subscribe at fitv.co.fk if you want to see what we've been what you've been listening to. You can also go to our Instagram and Facebook pages for a little snippet of the week every day and then if not then you can catch us here next Friday again on Meanwhile in the Falklands. Thank you very much. Bye!